You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 359. In this episode, I talk to Tyler McCall about how to turn your Instagram followers to customers. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. In today's episode, I speak with Tyler McCall about how to build the right kind of following on Instagram, how to create the right content to connect directly with the people following you and how to convert those followers into clients. Tyler is an Instagram marketeer, strategist and coach who helps his clients to use Instagram to grow their community and their business. Before we dive in, I want to give you a quick update on my biggest and boldest project to date, the Self-Made Summit in Reykjavik, Iceland in June 2020. We have now introduced four out of 12 amazing speakers, Denise Duffield-Thomas, Gwen Lane, Susie Ashworth, and Caitlin Becher. You'll find interviews with these inspiring speakers on my Facebook page, and more speakers will be announced shortly, and you're going to love them too. Do you have your ticket yet? Go to the show notes at sigma.com forward slash 359, where you can find out more about the Self-Made Summit plus all the links to Tyler McCall. I am so excited to be here with Tyler McCall, who has been having an amazing year in 2019, and 2020 is probably going to be even better. You've been moving and marrying and all this <laughs> wonderful things. I'm so happy that you have a little bit of time to come on the show, Tyler. Oh my gosh, Sigrun, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's an honor. So you are already quite known for Instagram and growing your following on Instagram. But as we were preparing for this episode, it is actually getting sales. And that's the tricky part for a lot of people because they're not really using Instagram for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's something that it's interesting because I think part of what made 2019 so special for us in our business and has helped us get more results in our business is really honing in on the messaging of what we help our clients do. And for the longest time, I said, I help you use Instagram in a more genuine and intentional way. And people are like, okay, cool. Why? <laughs> like, why would I do that? What does that do for me? And what we started realizing for our clients, we've been selling a product now for over two years called the Follower to Fan Society, which is an Instagram training program. And what we realized is our clients that had come into the program who had been committed for a full year, so who were serious about their business, serious about using Instagram as a platform, 
who were actually serious about showing up and doing the work and had committed for a full year, either intentionally or unintentionally, just a year had kind of passed, they were seeing incredible results in terms of sales. We had clients who, one who paid off all of her credit card debt, I think there were $20,000 in credit card debt using her Instagram account. Uh, one of our clients who was able to make more money in one year of her business than in the past four years of her business combined and a majority of her income. I think actually all of her income came from Instagram. Another client who was able to retire her spouse using what she was learning and implementing it on Instagram. So we were seeing results after results after results. And I thought, wait a second, we need to be teaching people how to turn their Instagram account into a sales machine and how to do that in a really genuine and intentional way. So we did that this year and that's that kind of led to really incredible results in our business, just getting more clear on that. But what I really want people to think about and what we'll talk about today is how you can build the right kind of following, create the right content to connect with those people directly, how you can't necessarily outsource, automate, or create a machine that you know a robot will do around real life human connection on an Instagram direct message. It kind of takes a little bit of you with your cute little thumbs and your manicure typing on your phone, having conversations, and then how you can take those conversations and connections and use those as a springboard into converting your followers into customers. And that's what we've been doing this year and helping our clients with. And the results for them just keep rolling in, which I love to see. Oh, and I've seen just also in your business, things have taken off. So you obviously are implementing that all of that. But I'm always curious how people come to do what they do. You didn't just do Instagram your whole life. You were doing something before. How did you end up doing this? Yeah, so I graduated college and went into the nonprofit world. It's what I had always wanted to do. It's what I thought I wanted my career to be. And I got my first job at the YMCA. And that's where I interned all through college. I traveled nationally and internationally with the YMCA and fell in love with that organization. So went to work for the Y after college and did that for the next six years, working in membership, working in marketing, working in corporate sales, working in operations. I think a lot of the nonprofit world prepared me for entrepreneurship because in the nonprofit world, you have a title and a salary. Typically, it's a teeny tiny itty bitty salary. Um, and you have this title and then you have actually 14 different jobs that you do. <laughs> so that was my experience at the YMCA. And I kind of in between there throughout, I had a few breaks from the Y and I spent time doing political and community organizing. I started and ran a nonprofit political and community organizing group here in North Carolina for about a year and a half and also did political organizing for some causes and campaigns here in North Carolina. So I take all of that experience and pull so much of that into what I do now because I really learned how to get people to stand behind a cause and behind a mission, to get people excited about something that was invisible, that didn't really exist. And I think a really important component of the nonprofit work that I did that I pull into what I do now is I learned how to get people excited enough about something that they would give their time and their money for something that actually didn't really give them anything in return. It was just kind of this intrinsic value of like, I'm doing good by giving my time and my money to this cause or this organization and being able to build a movement and get people excited on social media. And back then when I was doing a lot of this work, it was actually Twitter was the platform that we were leveraging as a, a way to network with folks across North Carolina to move the needle forward in these political issues. And I'm able to pull that experience into what we do on Instagram now. And 
I was at the tail end of my nonprofit career, feeling very burnt out, very tired, very frustrated with the job I was doing. And I started doing the side hustle thing like so many of us do and got my first client running your Instagram account. It was a gift shop here where I live in Asheville, North Carolina. They pay me 300 bucks a month to post on Instagram five times a week for them. And then I went on and got a business partner and she and I got another client, another client, another client. And over the next two years, I ended up managing and writing Instagram strategy for dozens of local businesses, national brands, hotels, small independent, brick and mortars, entrepreneurs, and just in the trenches of actually creating content, adapting their brand voice, taking photos, growing their following, leveraging their account to help them get more sales or more foot traffic into their brick and mortar, and then use that experience to start teaching other people how to do it from there. So that's my, my 10 years condensed into a couple of minutes for you. Oh, wow. That was really, really good. When did you actually start your own Instagram account? So I actually started my own Instagram account in 2009, I think. But it was just my personal account. I just documented, you know, like drunk college parties. <laughs> uh, it's, fun to, it's fun to go. No fancy business marketing no, strategy behind that not one. Back then, no, I like go back and look at those photos and it's like my husband and I like drunk on a porch at our college apartment, you know, those kinds of things. So I started using it more intentionally, kind of in different phases of my life. I had, I had a home decor blog. Uh, in like 2014, I think that I ran. So I kind of started using my Instagram account then uh, for that. I've had multiple businesses before this. I had a grocery delivery business that I ran. I had a handmade business. I made a handmade room and linen spray. So I used it for that. Um, but I got really, I actually didn't really get really intentional with my own account until a couple of years into this kind of version of my business. We were running these accounts for people and we were seeing their following growing and their business growing and all these great results. And I was like, Oh, wait, shoot, I should be doing this for myself too. So I got really, really intentional with my own Instagram account, probably in about 2016. Yeah. So just in a matter of, you know, 2016, 17, well, that's just four years of doing it. And you've been doing it really well. <laughs> it's worked pretty well. Yeah. It's worked pretty well. But people tend to see like, oh, well, this is overnight success because they suddenly maybe discovered you just 12 months ago. So where do you feel there was like a breaking point? Like where, where did you feel a breakthrough for yourself? Yeah, I really felt a breakthrough. And um, one moment was investing in our friend and our mentor, James Wedmore's program, Business by Design, back in 2016, I guess. And really like kind of getting into his ecosystem of how he teaches and thinks about business. And then we launched our product, the Follower to Fan Society. Oh no, that would have been 2017. So we launched Follower to Fan at the end of 2017. And 2018 was really a breakthrough year for me because I did the thing that everyone says you should do, but a lot of people end up not doing is I focused on one product that entire year and focused on optimizing that product, scaling that product automating the sales process for that product. And that made all the difference for me in my business. And what I've seen happen since then, because we still, we operate half of our revenue comes from an automated sales funnel using an automated webinar, Facebook ads, and it just makes us money every single day of the year through that automation process. And what that's allowed us to do is then think more strategically about how Instagram fits into the overall picture of creating community, creating conversation, and then getting people into that sales funnel. Or 
how Instagram can complement that sales funnel in a really unique way where people who are actually in the automated sales funnel can have a live touch, a live component of that process through Instagram that you really can't get when you're just watching an auto webinar and then going through a series of you know eight automated emails for the next four days. So we build some things into our automated sales process that integrates with Instagram. And I'd be happy to talk about that to create those live touch points throughout the automated sales process as well. So yeah, going all in on one thing, getting more strategic about Instagram. Those have been a few things that have really kind of made the big moves for me in the past few years. And then discovering this whole world of affiliate marketing as well and promoting other people's products is was just mind-blowing. <laughs> That's been mind-blowing because I've noticed how you have popped up in different programs as the super affiliate. And we'll touch up on that as well, how you've outrun, like you've, you've, you've taken over the people that were expected to be the best affiliates and suddenly comes this, who is this Tyler person? Like, I need to know his system. Uh, so this has also kind of gotten you some additional attention uh, in, in not just more Instagram, but also overall because you have such a connection with your audience, it's also helping you to be a better affiliate. Yeah. And, and the thing I love about my affiliate experience, and in particular, I'm talking about being an affiliate for James Wedmore's Business by Design for the past couple of years, is that in, t in 2018, when I did that promotion, it was very much on a, on a whim. I just, I knew it was happening. And I thought, wait, I should try that. So I just like said, hey, James, can I do this? And he said, sure, why not? And at that point, I had an Instagram following of around 30,000 people, which I know for folks listening, they're like, oh my gosh, 30K, like that would be incredible. But you have to realize like I was in an affiliate competition with people who had, first of all, been in the space for a decade more than I had and who had built audiences in the hundreds of thousands of people. And here I was coming along with my like 30K, like, hey, I'm here, I'm going to give this a whirl. And then we ended up coming in first place and being the number one affiliate that year. And this year we did the affiliate promotion again. We had uh, we had a, a really big stretch goal for the number of members we wanted to uh, bring into Business by Design, and we surpassed that goal again this year. And our audience since last year hasn't grown, you know, astronomically. I think maybe about 10k in email and Instagram subscribers combined. And again, like surpassed that goal. And I was like, oh wait, wow, like there's <laughs> something really crazy that's happening here. And yeah, and I think the, the the biggest thing that's that's made the biggest difference for us in affiliate promotions is just treating it like our own thing, being really passionate and excited about that product, not letting it be kind of an afterthought or like, a, oh, crap, let me just write some emails and send this out to my list. Like sometimes affiliate promos can feel from a customer perspective. We treat it as our own thing. We take it very seriously. And we're very intentional about creating connection and conversation around the product which is the same thing we do with our own products and very thoughtful about getting very far ahead of the actual promotional period. So when the time comes for people to make a purchase decision, they're not surprised that you're selling this thing. They've heard about it for weeks and months before then. So we've seen lots of results there. Yeah, it's really working. So thank you for sharing that, Tyler. So Coming back to how to use Instagram that actually leads to sales. I think for a lot of people, Instagram is not working that way. So can it give us an idea of what happens? You know, how do you, how do you first of all go after more followers, which is what a lot of people need to do because their accounts are too small. And then how do you treat that follower? What happens next? And how do you kind of get them to 
buy from you? Like, what's your secret sauce? <laughs> so my secret sauce isn't going to be that exciting or that secretive for folks who are listening, because at the end of the day, it all boils down to kind of one of the core principles we have in our business and that I use on Instagram, which is uh, we need to approach what we're doing with a people first and people always mentality, remembering that there are real human beings behind these screens and that these people have hopes and wishes They have dreams, they have fears, they have things that are keeping them up at night, and they are looking for someone to solve those problems for them or to help them achieve the things that they don't even think are possible for them. So when we really think about what we do in our businesses in terms of how are we helping people either have a more successful business, helping them get more time back from their business, or maybe how are we helping people be more healthy or have a better relationship with themselves or their body, or how are we helping people be better parents or a better spouse or have a cleaner home, like whatever it is that we help people do through our products and services. When we think about it in the context of I'm helping someone do this thing and all I need to do is find this person in a state of thinking about needing some help with that thing and connect with them through my content and have a conversation with them. And then that can lead to a sale. So the way this process works and what we teach our clients inside of our program is that the very first thing you have to do is get very clear on who you want your ideal follower to be. And a lot of people are approaching follower growth from a perspective of all followers are good followers. And that's just not true. You have to master the art of attracting and repelling the right and the wrong followers. And If you are going to become more intentional about follower growth, that also means you need to become more intentional about creating content that is turning people off and pushing them away because you don't just want anyone following you on Instagram. So get really clear on that ideal follower and who they are. And what we teach our clients to do is to look at this from a perspective that goes beyond things like demographics, which can end up being very basic, like my ideal follower is 32 years old and she's a mom of two and she loves this drink at Starbucks, right? So how do we kind of take that to the next level and get really clear on what your ideal follower is afraid of, how they're making purchasing decisions, what they hope they can accomplish, what their big scary dreams are, and think about those things because that is what will allow you to create far more meaningful content and also create posts and stories and videos on Instagram that is connecting you directly with your ideal follower. So get really clear on who that person is. And from there, we can start thinking about the content we're going to create for them. And where a lot of people start making a mistake on Instagram is by thinking that they need to have more content or more diversity of content or have lots of different types of content. And that will then get them more followers and help them grow their business and all that. But it's just not true. You actually need to streamline it and just have maybe two or three things that you talk about consistently. And I know we all say, you know, consistency is such a buzzword and all of business coaching and marketing, teaching everything, but it's really true. Like the most successful Instagrammers are those who show up consistently with consistent content and a consistent brand voice with a consistent visual identity. And if you ever reach a stage in your Instagram account where you feel like, gosh, I'm just saying the same thing over and over and over again, then you're doing it right. That's, that's the correct <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because the only way that we build authority and that we get our name recognized and that we become the go-to in our niche or our industry is by saying the same crap over and over and over again. And I always joke with my clients, we'll be on a coaching call or a Q&A call with members in our community and I'll say, I've been saying the same shit for the past three years and none of y'all have caught on yet. 
And they love it. <laughs> they love it because it's very true. If you go look at all my content, and I would actually challenge your listeners to do this, go look at all of my content and just like read my captions and what I'm saying. I've been saying the same types of things for the past three years. And that is what has helped me build authority in our space. And that's what help, helps people understand who I am and what I do, right? So being consistent in the content, and there's lots of content strategies that we can dive into and that we teach our clients. But the main thing I want you to consider with your content is that you need to go beyond just content that is about your product or service. And I think this is where people really start to struggle is that this idea of, okay, well, I need to post about me. I need to tell my story. I need to be, to use another buzzword, vulnerable. I need to be authentic on Instagram. And they start to feel like, okay, but what do I do? How do I do that? But that work is really important because you need to create a connection with your followers that goes beyond your goal of monetizing that relationship. And this is really huge. If you're only posting and sharing on Instagram with the goal of getting people to buy your stuff, the energy you're putting into that type of content is very pushy. It's very kind of, it's very like promo, sleazy, slimy. Hey, buy this thing. Do you want this thing? Come get this thing. But if you simply shift that energy to, I'm just trying to pull people closer to me and connect them with me. And I can do that through story and through this process we teach our clients around creating shared experience content and identifying opportunities to create these connections with people that are human to human connections, not human to business connections. That is what allows you to sell with so much more ease. And a key component of that, and then I'm going to shut my mouth for a minute. Um, a key component of that is leveraging Instagram stories, showing up on stories as consistently and regularly as possible because stories are a gateway to direct messages. And if you can get your followers into your DMs once about an Instagram story that is about your cat or what you're having for dinner or where you're going on vacation this holiday, if you can get them into your stories one time about one of those topics and you can nurture that conversation and build that relationship around something that is completely independent of your business, it's going to be so much easier down the road when you have an opportunity for someone to work with you or hire you or buy your product because they're already used to talking to you and you've completely eliminated that barrier to entry for them to purchase and have a conversation with you. Those are just a few starting pieces, a few little building blocks for folks with Instagram. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that is already assuming you have followers, right? I guess where people often struggle is how do they find new people? Like, do you go out there and find them? Do you send someone a DM that has never heard of you? <laughs> Probably not. But, you know, I'm just like, if, if people are stuck on the same follower base for a long time, they need to do something to change that. They do. Yeah. So to build your following, get really clear on who you want as a follower, get really clear on the content you're going to create for them, because we can't go out and try to grow our following and by, and by attracting people back to content that's subpar. So make sure the content is solid. And then the strategy we teach, I'm a big believer in, is proactive follower growth. So going out and doing the work of liking and commenting on other people's content to attract them back to your account. 
I'm not a fan of the, the cold DM. Um, so I don't really recommend that. But there is something to be said for maybe watching someone's Instagram story and engaging with them in a really intentional way and maybe responding to their story. That's an option that you could do. But at the end of the day, you need to identify where your ideal follower is on Instagram. And they can be engaging or posting in hashtags. They can be following and engaging with other users on Instagram. So think about other people who do what you do, do something similar that uh, serve a similar type of person. Uh, you can go to those accounts and look for the engaged users on those accounts. And people are also sharing content and locations on Instagram. This is one of the biggest kind of missed places. But when you go into the search tab on Instagram, you'll see a places option all the way at the far right there. And you can see content that's been tagged at certain locations. And you can go in and start engaging with those people. And the engagement strategy we teach is just going to someone's account, liking, you know, three to five of their posts and genuinely leaving a genuine real comment on at least one of those posts. And through that engagement, you're going to catch their attention. And then if you've been really clear on who you want as a follower and the content you're creating for them, there's the opportunity for them to come back to your account and check you out and potentially follow you. So I'm a big fan of that. And then the other thing you can consider is how can you start leveraging other people's audiences to build your audience? So what are you doing to gain visibility, to uh, get on other people's platforms? And that can be more traditional, like a podcast or press or a guest blog, but even something as simple as taking over someone's Instagram story for the day or doing an Instagram swap for the day where they post in your feed and you post in their feed. And it's with content that's valuable to their audience and they're creating content that's valuable for your audience. And you're sharing that audience and attracting people from one place to the other. That's another strategy that you can implement. And the very last thing is, are you creating content in your feed on Instagram that has a higher likelihood of being shared? So this is where things like quotes, or memes or cartoons become really effective because those posts then get shared by other users to their Instagram stories. And that again is attracting people back to your account. So we're actually really fortunate now on Instagram because there are so many different ways that our content can be shared and amplified and we can grow our following, but it really does require you to be more proactive. You can't just post the pretty picture with a bunch of hashtags and then log off and expect the followers to roll in because it just doesn't work like that. No. <laughs> but someone listening, probably many actually, might think, oh, this is so much work. Like, how much time does this take, like per day? Do you, do you give any advice? Yeah, so we uh, encourage our clients to spend about 15 to 20 minutes per day on Instagram, engaging thoughtfully and intentionally to attract people back to their account. Also in that time, you could have time to post and share on Instagram stories. A lot of the things that tend to take a lot of time for people on Instagram are tasks that can be batched and can be completed once a month or maybe once a week. So those tasks include coming up with your posts, writing a caption, doing some research around what hashtags you're going to use. That's something you could do one time a month or maybe at the beginning or end of each week to prepare for the coming week. So you can consider that. Something else that we teach our clients that is a little bit different is we actually teach we actually teach our folks to post less in the feed on Instagram because posting more often in the feed doesn't necessarily help you beat the algorithm and get in front of more people. So most of our clients right now are posting two to three days per week in their Instagram feed. 
And that's just consistent high value content. And where they're showing up more regularly, maybe five to seven days a week is on Instagram stories. So I'm a big fan of like, let's simplify this. Let's make it easy. Let's make it take as little time as possible. So we found that kind of 20 minutes a day to be a really good sweet spot. Okay. I think everyone could do that, but I guess it's just getting into the habit of doing it. Totally. Yeah. And a big thing too, Sigrun, is that I'm sure a lot of your listeners and the host and guest of this podcast, I would even assume you and I may do this. Um, <laughs> we're spending a lot of time on Instagram that is actually not valuable time, right? Do you? <laughs> I, I admit it. <laughs> I, me too. And listen, I think there's totally a place for just like mindlessly scrolling, watching cooking videos and uh, slime videos on Instagram. Like there's totally a place, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians, checking in. There's totally a place for that, right? That's totally fine. But you cannot confuse that time as a content consumer as the same time you're spending as a content creator. So a lot of folks come into our program and they're like, well, I'm spending an hour a day on Instagram. I'm not getting any results. And I say, what are you doing during that time? And a really great activity for your listeners is just to start keeping a note on your phone and if you're using an iPhone, you have a built-in notes app and just get in the habit of every time you close out of Instagram, just hop into that note and just do a quick sentence of what you just spent your time doing on Instagram. And I'm sure if you do that for a week, you're going to become a lot more thoughtful about the time you're spending on the app. So it's really balancing that content consumer, just like, let me watch, let me be entertained. Let me talk to my friends type of time with the content creator time of, okay, I'm going to log on for 10 minutes with a very thoughtful, purposeful task that I'm going to accomplish in those 10 minutes. And if you just start maybe even stealing a little bit of that shoe scrolling time for more thoughtful engagement, you'll start seeing more results on your account. Yeah. So let's say, okay, we're growing our followers. We know who our ideal follower is. We're creating an amazing content. How do we get them to buy? Yeah, that's the question, right? That's the million dollar question, some might say. I think it's a, it's a layered process. It's a layered approach. The first thing you need to get good at is creating content that is eliciting conversations and that's creating connection. That's why I'm a big fan of Instagram stories. And that's why I'm also a big fan of creating content that isn't necessarily about your product or service. So I, we encourage our clients to pick a couple of things, just two or three at the most a shared experience that you have with your followers. So what is something that your followers do or have or believe or that's a part of their life that's also true for you? Don't try and fake it. Don't try and stretch the truth here. But if you are a shoe lover and a shoe shopper and you think, you know what, my followers probably love shoes too, or if not, they should. And you talk about that shoe obsession that creates a common connection. For me, the example is Target. Like I legitimately love shopping at Target. Whenever, whenever you come to the U.S., is a Target a stop for you? I love it. <laughs> well, and it's your signature <laughs> color. Of course, you would love it. Yes, you have to go. Yes. <laughs> so if I, li if I did not live in the U.S., I would have to bring like 14 bags in the trunk every time I came. I know. We don't have Target in Europe. This is a hopeless situation for I you. <laughs> know, I know. I know. I can never go. I can never go. I can't be away for more than a week. So I, I legitimately love Target. My ideal follower, she's typically in her mid-30s to mid-50s. She's typically a mom. And I don't want to stereotype here, but if you're listening and you fit into that category, you probably love Target. So there's an opportunity for me to create content about Target, about going to Target, shopping at Target, all things Target, that creates a connection with my audience, that creates a conversation with them. 
So that's the first thing. Get really good at creating conversations with your people and actually have those conversations. Don't just post and log off. Do your best to respond to comments, respond to direct messages, treat it as a two-way conversation. From there, that those conversations can then be the springboard into actually promoting your products and your services. So the first thing is to then create content that is all about getting people in the right frame of mind for purchasing what you're selling. A lot of people don't do this. They just skip right to the sales part. And they're just saying, here's this yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. And it's so icky. Yeah, it's yeah. so icky. Yeah. And you don't get the results that you expected, right? Like you don't get the outcome. So start thinking about what are the things that my audience is thinking? What are they believing? What do they think about me or my product or even their ability to see an outcome or result through my product or service? Why do they not think this is worth their time or their money? Start thinking about those things and start creating content that counters all of those. So what content can you create that helps them understand that what you sell is valuable, that they are worthy of purchasing the thing that you sell, that the art that you create is going to be perfect for their home, or your coaching program will be perfect for helping them have a better relationship for their spouse, or the course you have will be perfect for helping them have a more organized pantry at home, like whatever the thing is, right? So get really clear on creating that kind of content really consistently. And then when the time comes for you to actually promote something or sell something, Treat it simply as an invitation. It's just an opportunity. All you are doing is creating an opportunity to connect people with something that will solve a problem for them. And this is just one of those simple mindset shifts that takes a lot of practice. <laughs> yes. You're not selling, you're serving. And it feels so like buzzwordy, like let me put it in a tweet and then put it on my Instagram feed. But it's so true. When you simply show up and say, hey, I've heard from a lot of you that you're looking for help with this problem. Or I hear from my followers every day that you're wondering how you can solve this issue. Or so many of my followers are telling me that they want to be more blank. They want to be more healthy. They want to have more time. They want to have a better relationship, whatever it may be. And then it's simply an invitation. If that's something you want help with, just send me a DM and let me know. If that's something you're looking for support with, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a DM. If that's something that you are looking to invest in or invest in yourself, send me a DM. I'd love to chat with you. And it's just a simple invitation. And the first time you do that, you may not get anyone to direct message you. Oh, that's good you mentioned that because otherwise people will give up straight away. But the first time is just, they need to see it. Totally. And if no one DMs you, that's totally fine. The beautiful thing about DMs is they're not like likes and comments and that no one can see them. No one that there's no social proof about whether or not it's working. <laughs> so you could hop on the next day and say, oh my gosh, so tired. I just got through 150 direct messages from all of you yesterday. <laughs> I don't know. You know, may not want to do that. But of course we wouldn't do that, no, but never. yeah, you're right. But people don't know, right? So that's the beautiful thing. You can try it again. You can try to say it in a different way. You can wait a week and then try with a different approach. There's so many ways you can do this, but if you can just get into the habit of asking for the engagement, asking for the DM, it'll make all the difference. And it, you don't have to, I actually encourage you not to start with your product or your service or promotion. Just creating an Instagram story about a day in your life or about your shoe shopping or about what you're making for dinner and then saying, what are you having for dinner? Send me a DM and let me know. Or do you like this shoe or this shoe? Send me a DM and let me know. Those simple asks over time, just get your followers used to engaging with you. And there's this whole process we teach called layering 
layering engagement habits and understanding that so much of what people are doing on social media and on Instagram is so habitual, you don't even realize you're doing it. How many times have you picked up your phone to see what time it is or to check a text message? And before you know it, you're scrolling through your Instagram feed and 12 minutes has gone by. <laughs> you don't even realize. I know. Yeah. Every single day, multiple times a day. <laughs> yes, me too. So it's so it's just so second nature. So you need to think about how you can start making engaging with you second nature. How can you make responding to your stories habitual for your followers? And that's how we, you know, using things like the two option poll on your stories, using the question box, uh, using really clear calls to action in your post in the feed, just saying double tap if you agree or tag a friend below or drop your favorite emoji below. Those things seem really silly and really simple, but if you can just get your followers used to engaging with you in that way, it becomes so much easier for them to engage with you in a direct message. So then when the opportunity comes to work with you and it could be a direct call to action to help them with a the problem, or it could just be a, Hey, I have this brand new free resource. If you want it, send me a DM and I'll get your email address and send it to you. Or I have a brand new free training coming up, or I'm going to be taking on two new clients next month. If you want to get on my wait list, send me a DM. You can start with those types of calls to action. And then the beautiful thing about this, and the reason we teach DMing versus trying to get to 10K to get the swipe up or using the link in your bio to go to a landing page to get people to those things is because those are so, that's such passive marketing. It's just handing off the marketing decision to the person and just saying, all right, good luck. See you later. Go over here and do what you want to do. But if you can get them in your DMs, you can own the conversation. You can drive the conversation in the right way. You can address their objections. You can talk them through their fears. You can qualify whether or not they really are a good customer or client for you. And that all happens through real human conversation. There's no script. There's no secret way to do this. It is a very literal just, hey, how are you? How's it going? What can I help you with? Yeah, that sounds great. I totally get that. And then digging into why people aren't taking action yet, what they're afraid of, what's holding them back, and then talking them through that. And our goal is never to manipulate someone. Our goal is simply to help them make the best possible decision for themselves. And sometimes that means we need to help them work through all the objections and all the BS that's clogging their vision or their sight for actually making that decision. And that's where the conversation comes into play. Beautiful. I love it. So you would, you don't ever initiate the conversation. It's really you invite them to DM you and from there you take it. So they have basically asked for it. Yeah, yeah, fully consented. And I think the consent-based marketing approach is the best approach we can take. The only time we'll ever initiate a conversation, I mean, I initiate conversations with people I've built a relationship with or rapport with over time. And I'll say, hey, I have this new thing. I think it would be great for you. Like, is that something you're looking for? Or, hey, I just saw this and thought of you. I wanted to pass it along. And it could be a business thing. It could just be like a funny video I see on Instagram or Twitter. The only time we initiate a conversation is if we ever do a poll, so we'll do like a two option poll that says, have you signed up for my brand new free training or free workshop? Yes or no. And if they click yes, we may send them a DM and say, hey, thanks so much for signing up. Can't wait to see you. If they click no, then we would send a DM and say, hey, saw that you clicked no on this poll. I just want to make sure you get signed up if you're interested. Here's the link to register or just drop your email address below and I'll get you signed up for the class, you know, something like that. So that's really the only time we are initiating conversations with people. Otherwise, we are 
focused on outward engagement, connection, and then a listening conversation on our own profile. That is so great. And this has really helped you become this amazing affiliate marketeer. You said you did that most of it over Instagram. Yeah, this year alone in the Business by Design launch, uh, we generated over $700,000 in revenue. And about 80% of that came at some point, there was an Instagram direct message conversation in that sales process. It could have been the final push to sale. It could have been an initial inquiry and a scheduling a call with me. But yeah, the Instagram DM component is huge for us. It's a, it helps us build our list. The way we're using it, this is a fun little kind of fun little pro tip for folks who have a webinar or, or a masterclass in their business, especially if you've automated it. We actually build in a call to action for our automated webinar that is pushing people to direct message me to let me know they're watching the class. So I say in the class, send me a DM right now at Tyler J. McCall and let me know that you're watching today's masterclass. Or I'd even challenge you to post on your Instagram stories right now. If you've never done it before, this is your great chance to post your first story. So take a picture of the screen, take a picture of yourself watching, whatever it may be, and tag me at Tyler J. McCall. I can't wait to hear from you. And so people are doing that every single day because they're watching our automated webinar. And every time they do that, I'm getting a notification and I am, well, in 2020, my marketing coordinator is responding to those because, listen... Your boy's tired. His thumbs hurt. I need a little bit of a break. So Yes. <laughs> so I'm glad you mentioned that too. You can at some point get help with it. Yes, you totally can. That's completely allowed. But you're talking, there's no automation possible. It's actually human and it's someone who's dedicated to your team and knows your voice and everything. Yes. Uh, and we're responding to every single one of those DMs saying, hey, thanks so much for watching. Thanks for the tag. And then we're asking a question and we're saying, what was your biggest takeaway? So we're getting them to share their biggest takeaway. And then the follow-up question, the follow-up thing we say is usually, oh, that's so great. I love that. Or I love that you said that. Or that's such a great aha. And the follow-up question is, what are you going to do now to implement what you've learned? And that's where we can start digging into getting them to think about, oh, shoot, I have to implement this. <laughs> I can't just learn it. I have to actually put fingers to phone and do something now. And then we can start digging into, okay, what plan do you have in place? What support do you need for implementation? If you're looking for more plans or more support or more coaching, the Follower to Fan Society is the perfect place for you. And then we can start having that sales conversation. So we're adding a live component to the automated sales process that's helping us increase our conversions in crazy ways. And I just had one uh, two weeks ago, someone DM'd me and had a conversation and she said, now's just not the right time. And I responded and I said, listen, I totally get it. Like, if you have any more questions about it, let me know. But if you just have any Instagram questions in general, just let me know. Like, I'd love to support you until you're ready to join us inside the society. And then the next day I woke up and she had DM'd me at like four o'clock that morning and she said, can you send me the link? I, I'm just going to do it because you were really helpful even when we chatted about it. And I'm, I'm, I just need to do it now. So what's the link to sign up? And she signed up that day. So that one extra step, that 20 seconds it took me to have a conversation with her led to a sale and it's going to make all the difference for her and her business. I think this is perfect, you know, in 2020 where everything went so crazy with automation and, and you know, is that we have to go a little bit back, you know? And I think we can combine the two in a very human way, just like you explained. We can, of course, automate things, 
But just automating and walking away and thinking it's take care of itself, it's still people. And we still want to have that human connection. So I loved how you explained how that, how you combine the two together. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think um, having a human connection and kind of an age of automation is similar to even what you're doing in your business, having spending time to produce a live event is one of those things that everyone's like, but everything's online. Why do we need in-person events? But the business owners who are doing those things that other people are unwilling to do and hosting the live events and producing these live experiences are seeing incredible results because their people are connecting in real life and in person. And it's the same thing, just taking some time to actually have a real conversation and not you know, letting an automated sales funnel or a chat bot do all the heavy lifting for you makes the biggest difference. Yeah. Perfect advice for 2020. Thank you so much, Tyler, for your time. I know 2020 is going to be another breakthrough year for you. And I'm excited that you are here to help my listeners grow their Instagram and sales too. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super grateful. Do you have your ticket yet to the Self-Made Summit? Go to the show notes at signal.com forward slash 359, where you can find out more about the Self-Made Summit happening in Reykjavik, Iceland, June 2020, plus all the links to Tyler McCall. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your Insta story or Instagram post using my handle Sigrun.com and the hashtag Sigrun Show. See you in the next episode.